So, Rachel. Yeah? Space con artist Harry Mudd returns selling a fake love potion. Ooh. What do you think you're going to get? Who would want that on the Enterprise, though? <laughs> I can't see any of them using it. Yeah. Maybe Scotty? Well. Chapel and Spock? But she'd never do that. It's not ethical, is it? No, of course not. I imagine Mud's going to be chased by aliens because they bought it and it doesn't work. Hmm. But what kind of wives will he have for sale this time? (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. Rachel watches Star Trek. Captain's log, stardate 4978.5. We are approaching the Arcadian star system on a mission to locate an old friend. Welcome. Welcome, old friends. To? Rachel Watches Star Trek. I'm Chris Lackey. And I'm Rachel Lackey. And we are here at rachelwatchesstartrek.com and also on Patreon. Once again, I'm taking my wife, Rachel, through the original series of Star Trek and now the animated series of Star Trek. And we have just watched... A fabulous episode called (laughs) Mud's Passion. (laughs) Fabulous is one word. (laughs) (laughs) This episode was written by Stephen Candle, directed as always by Hal Sutherland. And, you know, we've never talked about Hal Sutherland, who directed most of these episodes. Here's a bit of a bio on him. He was born Harold Sutherland in 1929. Hal was an animator and painter who got started in 1954 working on Sleeping Beauty. Oh, I didn't know he was an animator. He's an animation director. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You would know that because I would just think he was a regular director. It's totally different. It is pretty different. Let me tell you, I've, Mm. I've worked with a fella or two who was a regular director and not an animation director mm. and there were problems oh but hal also was part of lady in the tramp and peter pan oh wow he was one of the co-founders of filmation and he directed some batman and aquaman episodes before star trek mm. he went into a semi-retirement right after the animated series oh well, he wanted <laughs> that's to work... telling isn't it <laughs> well yeah he wanted to work on fine art oh, okay. you know like, eventually he did come back and he became the production director on he-man hey hal he lived to the age of 85 that's not bad so let's get started on mud's passion mm. as the enterprise arrives at the planet mother load <laughs> that's a good name isn't it <laughs> this beginning bit of dialogue really sets the tone do you think harry mud is down there spark the probability of his presence on Motherlode is 81% plus or minus 0.53. Why can't you just say, Mud's probably there? I just did, Doctor. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah, we're getting a bit of the old Spock and McCoy snipe in there. Mm, gently. So <laughs> Lieutenant Eriks reports that the Enterprise has entered parking orbit of the planet. What's that? <laughs> I guess it's just a standard orbit. If you get the right distance away from a planet, you will just remain in orbit and yeah, stay there. Yeah, that's like parking, I suppose. More importantly, where's Uhura and why is that cat sitting in her chair? <laughs> Morass. Yes, she is meowing it down a bit. Meowing not, down. Yeah, not a lot of purring in the talking, <laughs> yeah. which made her a lot more likable to me this oh, episode. Yeah, and the love potion. We see our old pal Mud. Roger C. Carmel back to do the voice on a stage addressing a crowd of miners on some planet, some bareheaded, some human. Yes, the bareheaded aliens are called ursinoids. Mud smoozing up these bears and human miners, throwing down a bit of shade. 
With this magical liquid, no person of the opposite sex can resist you. It matters not whether you are young, old, fat, ugly, or repugnant. <laughs> One of them gets real mad about it. <laughs> Growls. <laughs> For proof, a sexy blonde comes up to Mud and seems to be in love with him. Mm-hmm. So Kirk and Spock beam down to spoil his fun. Mud mm. is wanted for fraud, illegal drug manufacturing, and swindling. Mm. Mud points out that Motherlode is not in the Federation, so they have no jurisdiction. <laughs> is it bad that I was kind of on his side at that point? Like, Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> he can do what he wants. And then Spock goes, hey, miners, this guy's a fraud. And then he phasers the sexy blonde <gasps> who skitters off as this six-legged <laughs> reptile yeah. creature. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? And Spock explains that it was an illusion created by a Rigelan hypnoid. Oh, goodness. Didn't know that was a thing. No, wow. I hope we get those back again then. Is there nothing that Rigel High can't produce? (laughs) Why are they always coming back to that planet? (laughs) They love Rigel. I don't get it. So the miners are pissed and they begin to throw stones at Harry Mudd. Even though Uhura's not in this episode, Nichelle voices one of the bears. Mud quickly decides he would rather go with the guys than stay with a murderous mob. So Spurk phaser blasts a huge trench that protects them from the miners. And I was like, I didn't know phasers could do that. We knew the heat rocks. We didn't know they blasted trenches out of them. It was a huge trench. Yeah, very useful. And what was the phaser setting earlier that turns a woman into a lizard? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was just a minor stun setting. Oh, right. And the the Rigelian hypnoid could mm. not maintain the illusion mm. after being phasered. That's my excuse. I'm yeah, sticking I guess with so. it. So they beam up and Mud is locked in the brig, but he sees something. Opportunity. Hmm. He notices Chapel has the hots for Spock, but Spock's a cold fish towards her. Surely, I thought, Mud is not going to manipulate Chapel into using the potion on Spock. He is. Oh. Uh, yeah, man, I couldn't believe it. She takes it. <laughs> It's obviously a trick. One, her mm. motivation to doing something like this. And two... Totally out of character. It's just stupid. Yeah. She's a con and artist. Dangerous. Oh, man. So she opens up the barrier. He comes out, gives her the stone. She kind of swoons a little bit when it touches her skin. And yeah. then he helps her up. They've established that whoever she touches first after she's smashed this stone on her skin is who will fall in love with her. Well, she touches mud because he catches her when she swoons, yeah. but just forget that bit. I guess he just touched her clothes. It wasn't skin mm, on skin. I, so. I don't know. She leaves to go try and hook up with Spock. <laughs> but while she was distracted, mud had lifted the clicker for the door and her ID. Uh Come on, Christine. Nah, she didn't even notice. Yeah. As much as I was entertained by this episode, this is a huge step back for women Mm -hmm. on this show. Yeah. We just had the Lorelei signal where the ladies are capable and in charge. And then this? (laughs) Yeah, true. One, it's really creepy that she would drug Spock to get her to love him because it's something like a 12-year-old would think. That's not what love is. Love is about being who you are and that person being into who you are. True. And if they're not into you, then they're not in love with you. You can't manufacture that. Yeah, and it's about not drugging somebody that you're into (laughs) as well, isn't it? I know. (laughs) Yeah, and it's consent. And I was annoyed by this, but the rest of the episode is so silly and there's so many funny things that happen in here that I just kind of let it slide. It was totally out of character, yet so fun, so conflicted. (laughs) (laughs) It was. So Chapel goes to Spock and sits on his lap pretending to slip. But he doesn't go for it. He's totally not interested in it at all. Ridiculous. Sits on his lap. (laughs) Chapel is really pissed off, so she heads back to chew out mud. Mm -hmm. She's going to give him a what for Meanwhile, it is working on Spock and he's getting instantly soft and googly over Chapel. Ah, Nurse Chapel's sweet summary 
dear, lovely Christine. Wow. <laughs> it goes from zero to 11. I know. Jeez. It wasn't just like a subtle spark. Like, I think I find her fascinating. You know, I thought yes. maybe that's what it was yes. going to be. It goes to straight on like Shakespeare <laughs> nuttiness. By the time Chapel gets to the brig, Mud is long gone and Christine realizes that she's been duped. She tracks him down to the hangar and then gives him a karate chop from behind. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we're getting our girl power back again. Don't mess with Christine. But she lets Mud talk and he's able to distract her. Boo. She tries to phase or stun him, but he dodges and grabs her as hostage, despite being unarmed himself. Yeah. Somehow, during watching, I missed that her phaser beam sends some of Mud's love crystals into the ventilation system. So for the rest of the episode, I was confused by what happens to everyone else oh, next. Yeah. Even though there's dialogue reinforcing that this happened, and the whole episode is spoon-feeding us, <laughs> somehow, I still missed it. So sorry about that. Oh, poor Dinkles. <laughs> So on the bridge, they see video of Mud and Chapel in the shuttle bay. She's in danger. My love, says Spock. <laughs> Reaction shots from everyone on the bridge. It's so <laughs> funny. And then Eric's whistles with his little weird mouth. <laughs> so Mud takes off in a shuttle. It's one of these new heavy shuttles that oh. we've never seen before with Chapel. His plan is to ditch her on this class M planet and then fly off on his own. What kind of planet did you say it was? Oh boy. Number four seems to be class M. Ooh, I can't believe it. We've found enough like planet. I'm aching for answers. I'm peeing my pants. Let's go and learn everything about it. Wasn't sure we were going to have that song again. So Spock insists on rescuing her, and Scotty thinks that it's not such a great idea letting Spock go in such a state. But Kirk is like, "Well, I'm not going to try and stop him because <laughs> you know Spock, he's kind of better and stronger and bigger and uh -oh. everything more awesome than we are. So why don't I just follow along and?" We've and seen him horny once before and <laughs> it got dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous, though, that there's no way of stopping him that Kirk has, even though he's the captain. I mean, he could have just stunned him. Yeah. It seems to be pretty innocuous, but I guess he's still Spock, even though he now has feelings for Christine. Meanwhile, the love vapor starts coming in through the vents. Mud and Chapel have landed on a rocky planet. There's a long linger on a painting of a big rock, which I guessed was going to come to life because yes. it looked like it kind of had claws. Yeah, you, you guessed correctly. Now on the bridge, the love vapors are <laughs> now wafting around. Mud had landed on the planet's surface. Coordinates relayed to transporter room four. And the captain's in transports about it without ever loving Mr. Spock. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny and very attractive for a human. Oh, Mares and Scotty. We're getting a little interspecies action going on here. Maybe this is what was happening in that other episode where the woman was in love with him. Maybe it was a drug, yes. Yeah. Probably just bad writing. So we also see Eric's, he's somehow found a double necked lute <laughs> and he's playing it with all three of his arms. <laughs> nice yeah it was pretty i mean good. that's probably a tricky bit of animation isn't it so i appreciate them throwing that in for us meanwhile now beamed onto the planet we get a lovely bit of spurk thanks jim it's good to have a friend like you strange that's the way i feel about you too my dear friend spark come let's go get mud and christine <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> yay! 
whoa. <laughs> it's not that well. Well, we woe right after we saw that. Well, I woed a lot because I didn't know that anyone else had been affected. Because <laughs> 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 I was really confused. <laughs> I thought they just liked each other oh. and they just took that moment to express it. Oh, wow. This must have been a special treat for all the Spurkists out there. Yeah, it was some tender friendship love going it on was. between them. And there was some awkwardly drawn animation with Spock's arm around Kirk yeah, as well. Yeah, still sweet though. It was sweet. That's true. It's in a world, of course, where the parameters are that nobody of the same gender could fall in love using this potion. They could only fall deeper into friendship. Yeah, that's right. This was the 1970s and they couldn't do otherwise. Mm -hmm. But if you recall, YMCA from the village people wasn't due out for another five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And most people are still oblivious <laughs> to what that song is about. It's just about hanging out with boys. <laughs> Doing sports? <laughs> mm, certain kinds of sports, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always get a big charge out of it because the YMCA is a hit at weddings and there's mm -hmm. always grandmas and little aunts kids. and little kids. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, man, that's not appropriate. That's not... I love it. The oh, subversiveness yeah. of it is yeah. it's great. To add further complications, a giant rock creature raises up and smashes the shuttlecraft. Mud and Christine are trapped. It gets mad when they phaser it and it's joined by another one. They're huge. Yeah, they're like kaiju Godzilla sized, hundreds of feet tall. Oh yeah. Spock and Kirk finally catch up to Mud and Chapel. Are you all right? The darling Kirk, get us out of here. Transporter room, emergency beam up now. But the transporter technician is dancing with someone oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. They're doing a little bit of couple dancing. Yeah. Just a little repeated animation loop. Uh, I liked I, it. It's really crappy animation, but it made me laugh out loud. We yeah. laughed out, both I of us. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's, again, the Star Trek trope that once somebody falls in love, they become completely stupid and oblivious <laughs> to their jobs. <laughs> Yeah, it's not just being in love. It's like they're intoxicated in an unnatural way. Yeah, even being drunk at work, I would think that I would still try to maintain some semblance of order well, and yeah. decorum. Well, yeah, you'd if somebody was trying to beam up at least, wouldn't yeah. you give it a go? Then there's this creepy scene with McCoy hitting on a woman in sickbay. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I saved Captain Kirk's life? Or Spock's? And my dear friend Scotty? And that pretty little Lieutenant Uhura. I've saved just about everybody on this year's ship. If the Enterprise had a heart, I'd save her too. Now, let's talk about your heart, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think it was that creepy. It's cr just weird. The woman that he's talking to is mute. She seemed to be into it. So. And at least he brought the attention to her finally at the end after he's been spouting <laughs> off about himself the whole time. It's not one of those nightmare date scenarios. Bragging about himself. Yeah. That's a deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> So the stone monsters are getting closer and Kirk has the idea of using one of the crystals on one of those monsters. And he runs up, gets really close to it, and it seems to have an effect so that that monster then fights the other monster because I guess he's now friends with Kirk. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> one of them swallows all these crystals and I couldn't see any difference. They both seemed really aggressive still, yeah. smashing up rocks and stuff. But now they're aggressive towards each other. Oh, God. I mean, I'm 41. This is aimed at, what, eight plus? Yeah. And I didn't get it. Well, yeah. I don't think it's really you so much as it's the... I don't know. So it was a little confusing even for me at the time. It's just on thinking about it afterwards, I was able to kind of piece together, I think, what was supposed to be yeah. going on. 
I think maybe because it's aimed at children, on some level, my brain isn't working as hard as it would for the original series. Oh, right. Kind of like, I can relax here and just let it wash over me. Oh, but right. then I keep missing really important no, things. No, you can't do that. No. So the effects wear off of the crew. Already? Yeah, it doesn't last long. I'm sorry we're playing so many clips. It's just so awesome. <laughs> oh, I've got a hangover to shame all previous hangovers. And I did not touch a drop of scotch. Not so loud, you fool. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, I don't like you much either. Hangover? Oh, yikes. What? This <laughs> is a kid's show. I know. Here's something they'll really relate to. <laughs> or they will, and that's really sad. Oh, Because no. of Daddy's freezer water and <laughs> Mom and Dad not being very nice to each other the next day. <laughs> It's not funny, Chris. It's not funny. <laughs> I guess that when this drug wears off, it gives a hangover-like feeling. Mm -hmm. But not only that, they have an intense dislike for the one that they once fawned over. Are we supposed to compare it here to waking up with a hangover and thinking, I'll never drink tequila again? Mm -hmm. Having a hangover doesn't make you hate people, does it? By doing this, it sabotages this whole idea of a drug that just makes people fall in love. Because having a drug like that that exists in Star Trek would make things weird. Like anybody's relationships would be strange. Yeah, they've if never you... cared about that kind of thing before, well, though, have they? <laughs> yeah, but there's got to be a cost for these things. I feel yeah. like in story, yeah. so the cost of it is that... The person that you wanted to have love you, now you hate. That's the devil's bargain that's made. So yeah. in the end, it's not really worth it. Well, it wouldn't be worth it anyway, would it? Because it only lasts about 10 minutes. That too. How but many different levels of not worth it does it need to be? But after that, you could be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awkward. So once they're all in control, they're able to beam up everybody and rescue them right as a giant monster foot smashes down on the ground mm. where they were once standing. Mud is placed back in the brig and confesses his crimes, I guess, for a lighter sentence, maybe? Hmm. Don't really explain why he's confessing all of his crimes, Yeah. here he is. And then on Oviaca 6, I conned two miners out of a year's supply of dilithium crystals with fake Federation vouchers. <laughs> May I help you record his confession, nurse? You? You'd be the last person I'd choose. A few moments of love, paid for with several hours of hatred. Your potion is scarcely a bargain, Harry. Ah, well, Spock. So few things in this universe are perfect. Think I'll get rehabilitation therapy again? I can guarantee it. Well, that's all right. I just hate to leave you all. All my loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh well at least his wife doesn't show up in this episode i suppose it could be worse were they implying that he's under the effect of the drugs oh saying all my loved ones yeah maybe they fell in love with the whole crew of the enterprise yeah well anyway let's talk <laughs> concepts not much to go on concepts wise mm -hmm. i'm not too clear on how it worked and why mud didn't fall in love with chapel maybe it was the fabric yeah i guess not sure how I feel that it led to a hatred hangover, mm -hmm. but it was good that it was short lasting. Christine would never drug Spock. No. No way. Of course not. We don't know her that well as a character. We haven't had the chance to, but I've got the sense that she wouldn't. Just being in the Federation, mm. generally consent is probably yeah. something that a lot of people understand. 
stand, I hope. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking well, back to some uh, McCoy probably has to yeah. go to human resources quite a bit. Lot, and now Christine's going to be there for yeah. alongside him, isn't it she? Just, she seems like a better person than that. And she's a woman of medicine. She wouldn't risk it. Could no. be poisoning him. Oh my God, yeah. She doesn't even know what it is. Nah, she wouldn't even believe it would work. No. Hmm. That's, yeah, it's preposterous. Well, I mean, she does take it to be analyzed, but then he says, well, if you analyze it, it'll be destroyed and you won't be able to use it. Mm. So she at least thinks that. But yeah. Then, oh, man, no, she's better. She's smarter than that. <laughs> and it seems like all this girl power we had before is gone. And maybe that's because she didn't have Ahura leading her. Well, yeah, maybe that's mm. why Ahura wasn't in this episode. She couldn't manage because if Ahura was in there, she'd just be whipping everybody in the shape. I didn't like Mud being able to escape an armed Christine. Ridiculous. Again, the girl power sucked away. And it was very easy to alter a Starfleet ID. In Mud's defense here, he's a con man. He would know mm. all the tricks. So for him, it would be easy because that's Gosh. what he does. Even to use their computer to do sure. it instantly. Okay, yeah, he solved that one. So overall, I'm going to give it a three out of ten for concepts. I give it a 5 out of 10. Yeah? Yeah, I thought there was some neat stuff in there. What? The idea that what happens if somebody can fall in love with people and if that potion gets in the hands of a con man. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked it. it yeah. was enough, there was enough going on, enough for me to think about. Maybe five's a little too high. Four. I've got some love potion precedents here in sci-fi. Okay, sure. 1960, the Twilight Zone episode, The Chaser. A man buys a love potion for one dollar and uses it to make the girl of his dreams fall for him. But her love becomes stifling and oppressive, so he has to buy the antidote, which costs all the money in the world. All right. In the 60s Batman series, there's an episode called Marsha, Queen of Diamonds, in which Marsha uses love darts to make Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara fall in love with her <laughs> and then does the same to the dynamic duo. Batman must agree to marry her or her friends will be killed. Oh, my gosh. Seems like this is part of the bitches be crazy theme. Oh, yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Ilan of Troyes. Her tears oh, right, yeah. make men fall in love with her, don't they? And that happened to Kirk. Thankfully, Kirk loved the Enterprise more <laughs> and was able to use that as the antidote. Yeah. And that was a good one because that didn't take Kirk away from Kirk. He had these feelings, but he mm -hmm. was still able to do his duty. But it did make her change into a completely different person, which that <laughs> really did not work. Just bad writing. And love potions would make sense of about half the so-called love stories in Star Trek so far <laughs> as well. <laughs> In literature, endless examples, including A Midsummer Night's Dream oh, yeah. and Isaac Asimov's story, The Up-to-Date Sorcerer. Oh. As a trope, according to tvtropes.org, love potions fall into three categories. Love first person sighted potion. Yes. Love only person X, often containing a hair or another piece of person X concoction. Mm -hmm. Or get in touch with your wild side aphrodisiac. Right. Which can lead to some of the sort of wild teen parties where everybody ends up taking it by mistake or something. Right, yeah. So in this episode, we've got the first one, but it's the first person touched rather than the first person seen. There was that movie, Love Potion Number 9. Did you ever see that with Sandra Bullock? No. I was reading about that, uh, looking I, into this. I watched it a lot Did you? as a teen. I loved it. It was really funny. And it was seemed more innocent to me because, if I remember correctly, it doesn't make anybody do anything crazy it mm. just makes you sexually attracted to the person who has taken the drug like they drop a drop on their tongue and it does something to their vocal cords that the person becomes sexually aroused by mm. then they act like they normally would if they were aroused by somebody not yeah. like 
someone completely different right. or drugged. Yeah. Right. There's a man and a woman. She finds some like rich prince guy. He just goes and goes Sleeps to... with a bunch of girls. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And then in the end, they realize they're in love with each other. Each, yeah. yeah. It's the whole thing. Usually the potion is drunk by the wrong person in uh. these tropes or they fall for the wrong person or it works too well and someone becomes obsessed or feels uncomfortable that the love's not genuine. Sure. Does anyone out there know other examples where it has a pretty benign effect but doesn't last? Like yeah. in this one. But we've got consent issues in pretty much any scenario yeah. involving a love potion. Again, I'm going to defend love potion number nine. If somebody's having a biological reaction mm-hmm. and getting turned on. Making yourself more attractive, is that okay? Yeah. I mean, people do that in certain ways already. They'll do their yeah. hair a certain way, they have their makeup. It's a little cheating, but it's not full on like taking somebody's will away from them. Mm, interesting. So entertainment. I really enjoyed Chapel and Mud's voice acting. Roger C. Carmel does a great job, I think. Yeah, Better he's... than the guy who did Cyrano Jones. Yeah. He does this weird accent. He's kind of Irish at times. Did you notice that? Oh, no. Harry Mudd has got a very eclectic dialect of oh. some kind. Yeah. You know, DC Fontana said that she heard that there were discussions about a Harry Mudd spinoff series. How would that work? I don't know. I could see it as an animated spinoff, maybe. I, I don't know if it was the animated spinoff. Or a live action spinoff with Harry oh, Mudd. okay. But she said that she didn't hear about it directly. It was all secondhand stuff. So it could have been mm. somebody just blowing smoke up people's bones. <laughs> okay. Maybe Roger Carmel was uh, hoping that yeah. he was the one talking it up. Yeah, to remember in Arrested Development, where Tobias keeps talking up his own thing around the water cooler, <laughs> trying to, this Tobias is what everyone is talking about. <laughs> Shame that show got banned. Yeah, it sure did. I liked seeing an emotional loved up Spock, as mm-hmm. silly as it was. He was way too different from himself, but it was entertaining it was. to see. The way they animated his face was completely different. His voice was completely different. Yeah. But it's always fun to see Spock go emotional. Yeah, it is. As long as it's not a painful right. experience for him. Right. This is also the last episode to feature the Chapel-Spock relationship, previously seen in several TOS episodes, notably The Naked Time and Plato's Stepchildren. Mm-hmm. The spurk was great. It was. Eric's playing the lute. Mares getting sexy. Yeah. I'm going eight out of ten. Wow, yeah. I gotta say, I loved it. <laughs> I would watch it again right yeah. now. Because there's just so many moments crammed into this episode. Yeah. Like so many little things that happen that are funny and interesting and quirky. It's fun. It's fun. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Wow. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Cause it's short. It's twenty-two minutes of like <laughs> yeah. pure joy. I like that it's short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, kid value. Don't trust sneaky people. Uh, Apart from that, it's like love, gross, yeah. hangovers. I think kids would just think the whole thing was despicable. Like they'd be like, "Oh God, they're oh they're in love with each other. That's terrible." Yeah, what are they learning from it? Don't trick people. It seems like this was obviously an adult episode yeah. that they just were like, "Let's do an Let's animated just version." Bring back mud. Yeah. yeah. Do we need to go back to sexiness for this one? Four out of five for sexiness. Yeah, it's pretty darn sexy. (laughs) One Uh, out of five for kid value. Yeah, one out of five. I agree, totally. My guess is, well, I guess Scotty, Chapel and Spock might be involved, but I did not think Chapel would drug Spock. Yeah, I'll give you points for that. Thanks. Mud being chased by aliens because they'd bought it and it didn't work. Almost. Mm -hmm. There were no wives for sale. Just the promise of love for ugly minors. (laughs) (laughs) 
Could it be live?、Mm-hmm. Tricky to do the giant rock creatures. The miners could have been human, I suppose.、Sure. Other than that, it's mostly acting. So yeah, yeah, it really could have been.、Uh, you know, the animators actually had a hard time animating those rock monsters.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Klein, the storyboard artist, said that they had a rough time keeping them on model, which is decide what something looks like, and、mm-hmm. that's the model. And when you draw it, you have to make sure it looks like what it's supposed to look like. Why were they having a tough time? They're just being disobedient. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just that the rock monsters were really complex and weirdly、mm-hmm. shaped. Yeah, and so it was hard for them to get them to to work right. I do a、notice. whole fight scene. I yeah, thought they I didn't. I thought they looked great. And I just want to bring this up. Now we're not getting any sponsorship money for this. I just really enjoy it.、Uh, we picked up a book called Star Trek: The Official Guide to the Animated Series by Aaron Harvey and Rich Shepis. And that's put out by Titan Books. It's not quite a coffee table book. It's well, smaller would, than that. Yeah, it could be. But it's how big your coffee table is. I guess <laughs> so. It's really good. It's got a lot of cool facts. I, some of which I used in this episode. We only just got it, so、yeah. first episode we're using it for. But yeah, I agree. It's it, really good. It's got lots of behind the scenes stuff. Lots of pictures. It's very colorful.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well written. So I say pick it up, especially now that we're talking about it. Yeah. Next up, we have the Terraton incident. Oh, okay, and possibly another one as、and、well. Maybe another one, depending on the quality of that. Yeah, we took a whole episode on this one. Yeah, but you didn't expect that. But we just really <laughs> had a good time with it. Yeah, felt like there was lots to talk about. So、uh, there you go. There you go. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, patrons, for your support. Thank you, listeners. Yeah, you guys are awesome. And if it wasn't for you, we would not be doing this show. That's right. Thank you so much. And with that, I'm Chris Lackey, and I'm Rachel Lackey. And you've been listening to Rachel Watches Star Trek. I took my troubles down to Madam Rue. You know that gypsy with the gold cap too. She's got a pad down a pretty fort and vine, selling little bottles of love potion number nine. Star Trek.